The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Work the Left Side. I am joined by uh, top female wrestler Laurie, who has worked in France, Germany, Belgium, uh, obviously here in the UK. Um, just an awesome lady. Um, hopefully you enjoy the episode. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Don't forget to share, like, uh, subscribe. And we will see you again very, very soon. Uh, welcome to Work the Left Side. Um, I am joined this week by uh, Laurie, um, who is um, been all around the world. Uh, very, very, very cool lady. So I'm very happy to have her on the show. Uh, welcome. You doing all right today? I'm doing very well. It's just really boiling hot. It's really warm. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, I've been kind of, um, well, I'm having a bad hair day, so I'm sat here swallowing. I've got a blooming beanie hat on, so I realise how ridiculous I look. Um, so I will suffer through and not subject anyone to my bad hair. Um, so, as I mentioned, uh, as um, as is Anybody who knows you knows your your sort of bulk of work. Um, obviously, you started off in Germany, uh, rest, you know, Belgium, France, UK. Um, you've you've been to a lot of lot of places. Um, I want to touch upon, if it's okay, I'm just going to go jump straight in. Um, All stars of the, the time you spent in France um, and the whole kayfabe, you know, side of things. Um, that basically it's all still real there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it definitely was or still is. I, I can't say how how well the cave is still going over there now. Yeah. But um, the, the time Robin and me went over to France, it was about I started to work for Wrestling Stars as a manager in 2009, I think it was. Um, we stayed there for about three years, um, more or less like every weekend. We, we just drove from Belgium to France from Friday to Sunday. Um, always, always had to meet in Paris. And um, from there, we were just jumping in the cars with the French guys and we were just driving all over France, honestly, everywhere. Well, like we've we seen like, I think every inch of France, like mostly from in the car, but uh, yeah, we've seen quite quite a lot Going of past. things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, saying, sorry, go. Like, especially with the kayfabe over there. Um, I know you talked with Robert about it a little bit, well, but uh, when when we worked over there, everything was really like face, heel, uh, driving separate, arriving separate at the, at the venues. Um, 
if you were having like a, a mask gimmick and you were wearing a mask, uh, you arrived to the hall with the mask on, you wrestled, you ate with your mask on afterwards when there was like food and stuff and you left the, the hall, the venue with, uh, with a mask on. So it was really, it was straightforward. It was heel face and, and that was it. Wrestling 101, good guy versus bad guy. That's it. You, know, you go out there, tell a story as you know, as, as it should be, kind of thing without any blurred lines. Um, I remember I spoke to Robin about it. Um, I compared because obviously it's all about you being the manager and like you know being this heel uh, duo. Um, and my first thought was uh, Macho Man and Sensational Sherry, which is apparently what you was kind of described as being the French, you know, that kind of that animosity. You were just like the top heel sort of female manager with the you know the top heel male talent. Um, did did that ever get sort of mentioned at the time? Was that something that you kind of uh, popped for? Because I know that you're an old school fan as well. You like uh, your, your history, wrestling history, don't you? So that's, that's a pretty good comparison. Um, yeah, it, um, it was kind of like, I started out doing the manager kind of stuff with Robin in Germany. That's how, how we got together uh, as a team um, uh, once it was an accident in Germany like um, being taught with him and Shaka his uh, old tag team partner from America and um, there was a, a tag team tournament going on in Germany and um, that was when I wrote to that promoter may he rest in peace he's not with us anymore now um, but I, I wrote to him and I was like, I would like to be like on your show. Is there anything like you can use me for? And he's like, sure. I, I can put you as a manager with, with another tag team. And I was like, all right. So that's how uh, Robin and me kind of started out um, on, the, on the wrestling scene in Germany. Um, because I was, when I was on the ring, like outside the ring, I was just... Um, clicking on everything they didn't need to tell me anything i was just there at the moment for like doing the cheating and and all that stuff so he didn't need to tell me anything and that's what he liked about me because i was just there and i just got it um you do have other managers um who need to have like certain cues and like telling them like this is the moment where you do stuff um but i didn't have that i was just there i seen openings and i was just there um, so that's how we started out there, and when we then went uh, to France, like he went over there uh, a few times on his own when um, when I moved to Belgium um, because he he wanted to bring me in there, but he didn't really have the chance to talk to the promoter over there. And then because of the the gimmick he done, like this Lord gimmick, um, being the the heel like doing this Rick Mattel kind of slash macho man kind of gimmick he done um, the promoter in France then wanted to put a manager with him so he was immediately like alright you need someone on your side um, to get this kind of thing going and um, the manager he chose um, Robin wasn't agreeing with because it wasn't like he was dressed as a sailor and uh, that, that just didn't go at all with the gimmick Robin was doing. So um, he was like um, telling the promoter in France, he was like, look, I do have my missus at home. Um, she can be my manager. She knows how to do it. And 
what to do and all that stuff. So that's how I got my chance over in, in France and wrestling stars. Um, when I went over there and more or less like tried out um, for that company, I had that one chance and I, I just took it and the fans absolutely hated us. They hated us so much um, and it just became more and more and more. And like you say, with um, uh, being compared as like Sensational Sherry, Macho Man, Sensational Sherry, uh, Teddy Biasi, um, all that kind of thing was, we were based on them. Yeah, we, we were. So um, I did study Sensational Sherry matches uh, where she was a manager, when she uh, wrestled as well back in the day. Um, just to see like what she was doing and how she got away with it and like how she manipulated the opponent but the referee at the same time. So um, I was proper studying matches with, with all them guys and um, my role just got more and more into it. Um, where it came to, uh, to the part where in, in France, a lot of times, because you were wrestling all over the place, um, you didn't have the same fans um, in every venue. So a lot of times it was like, I might get hated for saying this now, but um, it were the, the same opponents constantly on a loop, but all over France. But uh, the reason for it was because it weren't the same fans and uh, the promotion weren't really out like, on the internet. Everything was being kept really close. Nothing has been posted like um, results or anything. Nothing. You couldn't find anything on the internet because the promoter wanted to keep it really tight um, so that no one really knew what was going on. Um, and it just be me being the manager it came to the point where like um robin had to wrestle uh domino may he rest in peace as well um he uh, was a uk wrestler he was like a huge bodybuilder and um when them two wrestled and me being the manager we were just we were set out just for carnage honestly it's like he was this huge muscular bodybuilder like this baby face and he was just loved from the moment he just came through the curtain. The fans just loved him. Where Robin and me were just instant. We just had instant heat. We were just hated and they, they didn't like us. And then doing the cheating during the matches and stuff didn't obviously help. Um, so it, it was just going up and up and up in the heat. And um, there were times where the fans, when they were like wrestling outside and stuff, the fans were like holding on to Domino, didn't want to let him go so Robin couldn't get to him and I couldn't touch him and they were proper protecting him um, and then like when like the, the finish happened and like either Domino won or we won at, depending what was going on it was like the fans were either like completely erupting and like the, the roof was blowing off the, the venue or they were just booing us and it came to the, yeah <laughs> It just came to the point when sometimes the fans, when we were leaving the ring, were just like attacking us. So, um, oh, you got punched on the back of the head. I did, I did get punched <laughs> on the back of my head. Yeah, I never yeah. seen it coming. Yeah, it, it did happen. 
I think it was on Kurt's show, you, you know, you kind of mentioned it, and then you was like sort of saying, because you had a match afterwards as well, so that happened to you while she was walking back, and then you had to go back out later on in the night to have, you know, co- to compete, uh, and yeah, obviously you was kind of like, we need security, you know, there's no way you're walking back to that ring without security or something. Yeah, um, I, I believe when uh, I told the story, I think I told it to Kurt, um, I believe I did, and um, afterwards when I was thinking about it, I was talking to Robin about it because like the memories just come back and you just talk about the whole thing. And then Robin was like, yeah, well, there wasn't security. It was actually me who like went with you to the ring to make sure nothing would, would happen to you. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so he had to... Um, to be my valet for that one match, <laughs> just to make sure. Well, reversal, mix it up a little yeah. bit, but that's crazy though, because that's why I kind of wanted to talk. Uh, that's why I kind of dived straight back into this whole uh, kayfabe conversation, um, because obviously, from fans, you know, we like to know stuff, but then we kind of moan about knowing stuff, and it, it ruins it, kind of thing. Uh, from a wrestler's perspective. Um, do you do you wish for the, the sort of the, the days of when you know kayfabe was still intact, when because it, it must have been easier to to get heat or to even get you know cheers kind of thing because people brought into it like a hundred percent. Do you kind of wish those days were back, or is it do you, is it something that you know? Did you like working in a more kayfabe environment? I suppose. Um, let's just say it's like, it, it is way more fun, you know, it's like, you like, if, if the fans really don't know, like, what is going on, and they believe in your character, um, it can be so much fun, and honestly, you can, you can just play along with it, like, even over social media and, and all that stuff. Um, there, there are times where I do really really miss that kind of thing because it's like it it keeps it like real and it keeps it interesting for the people involved as well um as as well for the fans so um i yeah i i i miss it sometimes to to have this proper kayfabe kind of thing but the problem with like these days is like everyone is being allowed into it if that makes sense you know, it's like fans know so much which they shouldn't know so that makes it a bit more more difficult these days the penny's just kind of dropped because i'm kind of saying that i wish more for these you know like for the kayfabe days when we didn't know as much and i'm sat here talking to you about it kind of thing which i'm obviously then going to put onto the internet for more you know for people to watch to find out all this all this information so i could actually be my own worst enemy in that sense because I'm, you know, it's yeah. You know, as I say, fans know too much, and um, but it's because of stuff like this that they get to, to see behind the curtain, I suppose. So, um, outside of that, obviously, um, where you're based, uh, your, your local promotion, and I presume, hopefully, you know, they'll be back up and running uh, in a few months. What's the global bastard has has done one. Uh, you got? Have they been in contact? You know, have you got things lined up, ready to go when you come back? Um. Well, like my my local promotion over here, like I'm based in Lincoln, so my yeah. local promotion is uh, Fight Factory Wrestling, which is run by Dutch and Becker. Um, 
at the moment uh because they also just like changed gyms over and for for the wrestling school and for like pt training and stuff um they're basically just more or less were allowed to to open up and slowly start doing training sessions again um i think they do have a event plan for september i'm I would have to lie, but I think it's September uh, at the X Church in Gainsborough. So, um, how uh, or what is going to happen over there is like, are they going to continue with the storylines, which are now like two years old, you know? Like, um, or do the fans even even remember what what happened all back in the day? Because um, once the the pandemic hit, it's like they couldn't really post stuff because it wasn't necessary, you know, like every other promotion uh, had stopped like promoting things or writing things. Others have like kept up with like some news pieces here and there. Um, but they were just like, because they had to move gyms and stuff, they were just being really quiet, um, which is now starting to pick up again. Um, but, but like I say, with like, do they continue where they left off or do they, uh, start completely new over bringing like new people in or it's like I have no idea it's like I just know as much as you do and that's nothing <laughs> nothing <laughs> until I, know I get nothing. there <laughs> uh, but yeah I suppose they could do with like doing like a because yeah, it's, it's, it's like a double edged sword they could do like a, a recap thing you know you've got, you've got social media they've got YouTube they've also got channels where they can sort of like do a, a recap of what was going on before you know everything uh, went tits up kind of thing or if they want to they can just wipe the slate clean bring everybody back or bring back people that they want and start from scratch again i suppose you know it's they could go one way or the other now they've got that freedom of choice yeah so, yeah it's, it's that, like wait and see <laughs> see what happens <laughs> yeah that's it i mean are you looking to uh, so obviously, are you getting yourself back ready? Um, I know now gyms have opened. Uh, you've, you've said about, you know, you're going back to the gym and stuff. But are you, uh, have you been able to start running the ropes yet? Going through drills or things like that to get yourself ready? Um, yeah, yeah, I, d I did have the chance. Um, uh, Robin and me have been recently been... Um, wrestling for aswa midlands which is the el snow wrestling academy in yes. the midlands um yeah, yeah. so uh we've been we've been part of there now and um on the first show back they were just putting all the the championship belts on the line which they have like newly created and stuff so robin becoming the heavyweight champion um me becoming the women's champion over there um and then um new tag team champions have been crowned so um, they're been like uh, running, you can say weekly since they were being allowed to to reopen again and having like a few people in and stuff. Um, everything like uh, within the guidelines and everyone is holding on to the, to the rules and stuff. Um, so that's where we've been hanging out uh, more or less the last few weeks. Um, so we're going to have to go back uh, this Saturday because there's a there's another event which is like Father's Day special, um, and then because of how uh, Boris Johnson has been put the rules in, like I believe yesterday, which extending all these 
rural malarkey for another four weeks um they just had to they had like um uh, a sausage inside a festival coming up and uh that was like two days where the Arsenal wrestling academy was part of to uh perform in front of the people and because of the rules being put back in place um the cider festival like decided to postpone the event and uh hoping to run it in september so that has been pushed back and um other companies i've been like um watching have like cancelled or postponed events or uh some of them are still going ahead with like small capacity in the venues and all that kind of stuff so um it's like small bits and pieces are coming back together um we're allowed to to wrestle and and believe me when i say it's like when we went back the first time and had the chance being in front of like the people again it was like a surreal kind of experience it was really weird it's like you were like going out and you were like hearing the people um and then once you like done your match you would literally just stand in the ring and you were just soaking in the atmosphere because it's been like such a long time that that we've been allowed to do that in front of the people so it was yeah. it was an experience i was going to ask what that was what that was like obviously even you know whether it's like 500 people or 50 people it's still you're just in front of people again aren't you it must have just been uh you know, like a tear in my eye kind of thing where you just walk out and it's just unbelievable because it's like i say it's just getting back slowly but surely to some sort of sense of normality that's what you guys are used to that's what you guys you know you that's your passion that's your love uh and you, now you're back out in front of people again it must have just been nice. I'm guessing uh, it would have been very hard to play heel at that point because I think everyone would have just been happy to be there or, you know, <laughs> to, to, to annoy people. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I was like, with, with me, it's like, it's depending where, where I wrestle, I think, either being a heel or being a face. Um, so um, at the, the ASWA events, I'm a, I'm a baby face. So um, it was it was really weird. Like the the people were behind me and stuff, and I'm not used to this because I'm usually the heel. So uh, that was that was really weird. So putting that on top of it, it was like yeah, um, it, it was a happy feeling. I think we all had a like really really happy feeling uh, in our stomachs at that point. Yeah, yeah. I can say I can imagine it just being like. Butterflies, you know, probably, I don't know if you still get butterflies, you know, prior to all this, but before you go, you know, before going out this time, it must have been very reminiscent of, like, starting over again, you know, to a point of, you've not done it in that long. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was really nervous, I, I really, really was, and I mean, I've been doing this for 12 years, like, professionally now, and uh, don't get me wrong, I still have, like, these this tiny little butterflies, like, before every match and if you don't have it anymore then, then then there's something wrong something is lost but um i have it before every match but when i had my first match back uh in front of the people i was i was saying to robin i was like i don't think i can do this i was like wow. this, this is really like this is really weird what what if i can't do it right anymore you know it was just like oh my god it was like so many things going through my head and um I, I was really, really nervous, but once I went through the curtain and I just left, like, something behind the curtain, 
uh, I was just like, yeah, okay, well, this is my element. I'm, I'm, I'm back where I belong. So. The adrenaline kicks in and everything's back to back to normal kind of thing. So it's awesome. Just, I'm just so glad, like you know, people are getting to go back and do what you know what they do kind of thing. It must have been, and it, it's hard for for us as fans, you know, not being able to go see it, but not being able to not not you know not to, not to be able to sort of do it um, to keep yourself up to that level. I can't even imagine. It must have just been like yeah, horrible. So I'm genuinely happy, you know, you guys of getting back in the ring now and doing what you do kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're definitely happy about it as well. I mean, we were just, um, uh, I think today in the gym, because um, we're like training in like a small gym here in Lincoln, and uh, Robbie Axis uh, oh, okay. is one of the guys who trains there as well. So we know Robbie. And we were just talking about that, and he was saying about the fact as well, like it's going to be like a really weird kind of feeling being in front of, of people again. Like he has done some like filming and stuff, but it was like, just an empty arena kind of thing so he didn't have anyone there except the cameras um but he said like yeah it's, it's probably going to be like a really weird happy kind of feeling so do you um talk about like empty arenas and stuff i know um we've talked or i know you've talked uh, previously about um you don't watch a lot of the, the current stuff you might watch like the pay-per-views and stuff but you don't watch it sort of on a weekly basis but have you did you catch much of you know like impact or the thunderdome or you know things like that where it's basically your, your empty arena environments i mean I, I, what do you what do you think about you know how would you have been able to perform in that sort of environment or if you would have been able to perform but how, how do you think it would have felt um we robin and me did um we we done some like empty kind of arena kind of filming things with uh aswa for the youtube channel to to keep that going um so we've done that and uh it it is a really really weird kind of experience um because it's like you, you're like doing your stuff in the ring but there's no one there to cheer for you or boo for you and you basically just do it for the camera um that that's all it is and um i've been like um Watching the, the Thunderdome stuff, I do watch like some some Raw bits and SmackDown and NXT and um, Impact. Uh, they all done it. Um, a Ring of Honor was kind of like quite late into the game of doing that because they were more um, worried about their talent and they wanted to protect their talent more, um, which is which is understandable. I I get all that and it's their choice. Um, but yeah, I, I watched or kept up with everything that was going on during this time. Um, if it's been WWE, NXT, uh, Impact, like you say, um, because I follow everything on, on social media as well. doesn't mean that I'm actually sitting here at home and watch each and every kind of thing, but I still know what's going on. And if there's something that catches my interest, I will watch the match um, where I'm like, really like interested in. Um, so. How does it work then with the you know with the empty vibe? Because I'm obviously I'm guessing um, you're of the mindset of you kind of let the audience guide the match to a little point. You see what you know what the what the audience are biting and what they're not biting, and you, you you're seeing what's uh, what's getting over. 
obviously there's no audience there so is it probably more just sort of laid out before you go out and be like right we'll just do this 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 and this uh it does, obviously there's no crowd reaction to anything so nothing needs to change we know what we're doing or was it just pretty much all just done on the on the shoot uh well with with aswa at that point well they changed from slam wrestling into aswa uh so when we were doing the empty arena kind of things that was still slam wrestling um but everything we were filming was uh storyline so it was filmed for like episodes uh on youtube which were being airing like every week and uh because of that, it made it more, or it made it easier for us to like uh, putting the characters out there and and performing in like that kind of state, if you yeah. know what I mean. It's like really weird to explain, but yeah, it was like uh, it was following storylines. So the people who were watching the stuff on YouTube as well were uh, reminded every week what happened the week before. Uh, and then what was going on, like maybe the, the episode afterwards, like certain matches being set up and stuff. So it, it, it made it easier for us to then go in the ring and tell the story yeah. for that episode. So just really good storytelling. And just like sort of say, just to, to compensate for the fact that they're not there as well, I suppose. It's just, you know, so you've got to go that extra mile. Just to make sure that they they, they watch it because they're not they haven't got got that live experience. So yeah, yeah it must have been it must have been weird. So I can't really sort of fathom how uh, yeah how it must have been. But like I say, we're getting back to normality now. So fingers crossed, there'll be no more empty arena stuff. You'll have audience there. You'll have people cheering you or booing you, uh, and you can just go back to being awesome and doing yeah doing what you're doing there in the ring. Um, I'm going to tangent a little bit because we've just been talking about TV shows and things and I know uh, we kind of... I always like to discuss other things as well outside of wrestling if I know people are into similar interests. Um, I, saw, I spoke to Sean only a while ago and I think we ended up talking about horror films for ages. Um, oh, nice! So, <laughs> yeah, so, and I know based on your social media posts and stuff, obviously you posted... Uh, I talked to you about it last week. You mentioned... Um, Loki. So I presume you've, you've watched the first episode. Um, do you watch the majority of the MCU stuff or do, do things like that in general? I watched it all. I followed it all. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, it's um funny thing with like Robin and me is like he's like a really really big like Marvel nerd. He really loves the the Marvel universe, the characters yep. in there. Uh, all the movies that came out, uh, a lot of them we we watched in the cinema back. Even God, when it started back in Belgium before we even moved over to the UK. Um, nice. And I'm actually uh, as well like a huge DC mark, um, believe it or not. So it's like having a Marvel fan and a DC fan yeah. here. Um, but but don't get and me wrong. But but don't get me wrong, I, I do enjoy all the, the Marvel stuff as well, um, all the movies. Seen them all multiple times, um, and then it's like certain things you can just quote now, and you know. But the thing is, like, you, you watch the, the Marvel movies, and because everything, um, every, every single Marvel movie from the first Captain America, the first Iron Man, the first Hulk, and all that stuff, you know, it's just all 
um, comes together and it all ends at Endgame. You know, yeah. um, all yes, the characters. It was like an epic 12-year journey, wasn't it? Where everything was so intertwined, and it was such a big picture. Um, it was like unfathomable, really, to think, you know, that they've planned this out over a 12-year period. Um, it's. Did you cry when, when Tony Stark died? Uh, no, I oh. actually did. I did not cry, no. The, the scene that actually got me was the one where... Um, they were getting ready to to battle Thanos for the last time, and all of them were just like popping up and coming back to life. And it's like, oh my god, this is really like heartbreaking. So that left. was the actual scene that got me like um, tearing up in in the cinema. And I was like sitting there and sobbing. Yeah, but no, oh. not Tony Stark. Sorry, sorry, Tony. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's um. I, 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 I didn't cry at the Tony Stark thing either, honest. I wasn't sat there absolutely just like wiping a single tear away. Um, <laughs> it's, um, I think uh, I missed this trick with Robin. I didn't even think to be because obviously we've talked about it on like on Twitter because like I said, I noticed you've mentioned like Loki. Um, I didn't think to like mention it to, to Robin. If I'd known he was a Marvel fan, then you know I would have been all over that as well because um, I, I appreciate some DC, but I'm definitely a Marvel uh, fanboy more than. Than, than anything else kind of thing um he says i've got a joker tattoo on my hand but um nice i love it it's my favorite villain honestly i love the joker well, like, I've got, I've got jared letho joker i'm sorry yeah put that out there oh nice yeah he fled you mate Get that's there. the wrong joker dude you need to have jack nicholson on your arm what is uh, wrong with you it's in progress. Look, I've got Jacqueline Phoenix, Heath Ledger, I'm getting the animated one, and I'm getting Jack Nicholson. It's all good. It's coming together. Yeah. But... As long as you don't put Jared Leto on there, I'm okay with it. <laughs> no, 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 no. God, no, jeez. Um, although he did get a bit of redemption in the Snyder Cut of Justice League. There was a little bit of redemption at the end there, if you've seen the, the Snyder Cut. I just watched it last night, actually. I did. <laughs> I did watch it last it's a little bit. It's not a lot, but we kind of forgive him a little bit. So um, another thing. Well, a thing is with I like to talk about comic books um, because I, I legitimately think there's some kind of huge crossover appeal between wrestling and comic books. Um, it's something I've always kind of had in the back of my head. Um, you can guarantee probably I don't know about eighty percent of wrestling audiences have um, at some point enjoyed comic books or still do enjoy comic books. Uh, there's something about that larger-than-life uh, character, I think, that if you if that appeals to you in wrestling, it appeals to you, you know, in comics as well kind of thing. It's like you're real-life superheroes or, you know, you've got these guys that have just built, like, absolute brick shithouses uh, and the larger-than-life personalities. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely think there's... Uh, again, I'm, this is just my perspective... But I, I definitely think there's something to be looked into between the, the cross appeal between wrestling and comic books. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's like, you can kind of say, like, I'm not, like, personally a person who reads comic books. Um, I know about it, and, like, certain things, like, like even, like, um, Robin is a huge, huge uh, Hulk fan. So he has, like, um, down here, he has actually, like, a pile of, like, uh, Hulk comics, 
which were like in a continuous series, um, which he got uh, and he was reading through them. And I was like, just now and then, I just pick one up and just read through it and go like, oh, who's this character? Who's that character? You know, so for me, it's like, yeah, I know everything about the movies, but I like barely know anything about the comic books. So yeah. it's like, you, even when I you think... watch the movies and stuff, and there's like certain characters being introduced, and it's like, I'm going like, huh? Who's that? <laughs> you know? And, and he then just goes like, yeah, but just like back in the, like in the comic, it was written like this, and louder bringing it in there. And I'm like, huh? Okay. Yeah, I guess. So um, I, I rather Google it. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I think the MCU itself is is totally like I say. Yeah, I'm 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 talking about like you know like comic books and stuff because I'm just that old that you know um, I suffered through the Howard the Duck film in the eighties kind of thing. That was my first one, first ever comic book ex film experiences. Um, so, but I think the MCU definitely has, and again, based not just saying about comic books. I think you know just superheroes in any form of media, like films, TV shows. Uh, there's definitely that cross appeal um, with with wrestling. So I think it's very much within the same sort of ballpark of just these larger than life characters. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it definitely is. It's like um, uh, a lot of the like comic book characters, like especially the Joker, he has like such a twisted kind of like personality, uh, which you can um, bring into like um, a wrestling character and can just completely like play it off that. Uh, this insane kind of like completely crazy doodle-doo kind of guy, you know, who is like not taking like who doesn't care about anything you know um so i, I do believe like a, a lot of wrestling characters have been based off of him um then um i was actually which is kind of interesting um i was watching a uh you can say a documentary about like uh tegan Knox and how she has been like uh knocked down in, in nxt and all that stuff yeah. and her finding herself back into the um, the character from, oh my god, I forgot her name now. Captain Marvel, isn't it? She's obsessed with. Yes, Captain Marvel. Thank was, you very much. Yeah, that's right. So it's like um, having that, uh, bringing her back and going like, look, it's like this is like this one character. And she put it into her personal life, uh, how, how that character has actually helped her through like a really tough time um so it's it's not just like like comic book characters are not just there um uh, who can help you develop like kind of a gimmick kind of character in wrestling but it can also help you in personal life and yeah. then that's what it done with her which i personally found really really interesting to see and then it made sense why her her wrestling gear was based on that captain marvel character all the yeah. different colors and I then understood like when I was watching the movie back I then understood which part of the movie or which part of the character was actually being put into that outfit so I was like oh all right this this yeah this actually makes sense to me now so um yeah I, I personally believe that definitely comic book characters in such a huge variety um are being like used for personal life as well as as characters and wrestling definitely
No, I think it, it goes across the board as well. I think that, you know they can, it can be so inspirational. Uh, you know, not not just for kids, but you know for for adults and things like that. You know, uh, not not just comic, but on, on like wrestlers as well, kind of thing. You know, like if you get a good story arc in wrestling, or you see a wrestler getting knocked down and stuff, and you're buying into it, uh, just seeing them get back up again, or you know, defeating the bad guy. Uh, I think at, at everybody's core, you know, they just want like the good guy to win. And that, that translates into, uh, and it's inspirational. And obviously that, that's, as we mentioned at the start, that's, that's what wrestling is at its core. It's, it's good versus bad. Um, so it's a live action comic book to a point kind of thing. Um, but yeah, there was that episode, I think somebody forwarded it on to me who doesn't watch wrestling, but is a massive comic book geek. Um, and there's sort of, I think Tegan got to a train with Brie Larson. There's an episode of yeah. something somewhere where they both, you know, they meet up and they actually do like uh, a training session, which was just, yeah, it's it's unreal when you think about. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. The- I did watch it. I, I did watch that bit. So they were like more or less like having a Zoom call <laughs> with yeah. each other because obviously it happened with the pandemic and all that stuff as well. So um, yeah, they were like um, uh, Tiger was actually putting her through like uh, a workout she was doing um which she got from her trainer from from nxt and wwe um so brie was just following what tegan was supposed to do in her workout and it was really really interesting and then they were just getting in, involved and in talking about the fact that tegan opened up to her and it's like because of you this is why i done this and this is why um i'm so much more open about who i am and I, I found that quite uh, quite interesting because, yeah, coming to the point as well, it's like, well, Brie Larson is only playing a character uh, in a movie, but having this impact as that female character in uh, personal lives from so many people, um, it's, it's really impressive, to be honest. And it, it just shows that we're, we're all just human and we just need someone to show us the right way which we think this is the way we should go so yeah it, it was really cool to see actually it, yeah it's 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 somebody to be an inspiration isn't it kind of thing and you sort of see it again you know in the wrestling world with all, all the, the the make a wish you know kids and things like that when you see about people you know they'll go to see uh, make a wish kids because again but they they'll do it in character and that's what people want to see and it, it makes them feel better. Um, so it, it just amazes me. Um, just the impact you guys have on, on fans, I think, as well, uh, which is something that could get overlooked. Um, I don't care what anybody else's background is. If somebody's at a wrestling show, they're there as a wrestling fan. Um, that must be a really sort of, must be fun just to be part of that, knowing that you're bringing people together in that sense, especially now. Yeah. Um... It is. It's like um, with like Fight Factory Wrestling over here in, in Lincoln. It's like um, every year they're doing like their body slams to cancer. Well, normally every year, obviously not last yeah. year, but um, yeah. And that's that's also all. It's a, it's like a completely whole like charity event, and um, you have like people there with like special needs, and and you know they're just there to to enjoy the the event and it's like um for the charity you always have like one guy there who uh is actually paying a, a certain amount of money 
towards the charity to have like pictures taken with uh, all the girls who are on the show. Um, nothing weird, just putting that out there. <laughs> nothing weird. Um, it's it's just for like he's he's a huge fan of wrestling and he just like he he lost the women on the show as well. Um, so so every time uh, he pays for for that picture, it's like all of us are just coming together and in character obviously um but we're all coming together and we're all putting like this this picture together with him which is like he appreciates like so much and he he posts about it and it's like yeah it's having this impact on on people um be it an inspiration for them or just be it an uh, an escape uh on that night from reality or whatever um it's it's something really really special and now keep in mind it's like you have fans as well who are just constantly attacking you on social media um which is like especially us as as female wrestlers uh or should i say women's wrestlers um it's it's so annoying to like constantly get like the weirdest kind of messages or the weirdest kind of requests um then it's like having these like if they see you doing something on the internet um and they don't like it that they just blasted it out there and just let everyone know how shit you are and you know it's it's your it's your choice watching it you know if you don't like it don't watch it um it's it's the same with the guys i mean don't get me wrong like like i was just um i think yesterday or the day before i was just seeing something like luke hawks has been sent and he is like a huge name i mean he's like working with his with his son in nwa now as a, as a tag team and um uh i know luke and him even him get like the weirdest kind of messages from fans of like is this just like what is wrong with you people, honestly? It's like, we are all just human, you know? It's yeah. like, we, we all have a heart, we all have, like, our own personal problems, and we don't really need, like, the fans, like, being absolute assholes sometimes. I'm sorry to put it out there, but that's just no, what no. it is. Oh, no, definitely. So, I mean... You've only got to spend a day, like on on Twitter, or you know, within the the wrestling internet or the IWC, the internet wrestling community kind of thing, just to see. It is the majority of it is just toxic. That's the problem as well. That's why um, I kind of it goes back to the kayfabe side of things for me, where I just think you know it, it's a pleasure to, to actually know a lot of this stuff, you know, to see behind the curtain um, and. People are just really, really toxic with it when they don't need to be. I mean, it's it's nice to be nice. Um, it's very easy if you don't approve on something or you don't like something, just just scroll past on it. You don't need to leave negative comments. You don't need to ruin somebody's day. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it it is really annoying. I mean, I'm like, um, I had to restart my Twitter account uh, just because I couldn't log into my old one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot my passport and everything and it was like an old email address I don't use anymore so I was yeah. like yeah sorry but I just gonna have to restart a new one now um but but even on there you you know what's like the most rewarding thing if you have like uh, negativity coming towards you I mean 
we as wrestlers, we don't owe the fans anything. It's it's just how it is. And you have fans out there who actually go beyond like anything you can imagine to get your like personal addresses and sending you stuff to get signed and you know, like um it mostly happens to like like I don't know, like more like well known indie wrestlers and stuff, yeah. you know, who have a huge name. But it happens and I see it constantly like being posted on Twitter. And if you then let them know, it's like, this is just not okay, you know? We don't owe you anything. We don't, it's like, we don't need to tell you anything about our private life because it's none of your business. Um, Private and wrestling, you know, it's like two different things, you know? It's like, yes, you do have a Twitter account as a wrestler. Doesn't mean you have to, like, put all your private things on there and, like, let everyone know what you're doing like on your days off or whatever or what you have eaten the whole day you know yeah um, you've got to protect it's, yourself it's, as, as a person you know yeah so it says it's all that you um all that a wrestler owes a fan is a good performance at a show that they've paid for that's it anything more than that you've you've done you've done your job kind of thing we've a, a fan has paid a ticket paid a price to go see it to go watch a show you've put a show on that's it. You, you don't owe anybody anything else, kind of thing. Uh, I think it's a sense of entitlement. People that's, think they're yeah. entitled more. That's the thing. It's like, does it come back to the fact of like, do the fans know too much about the wrestling, you know, about the kind of what is going on behind the curtains? Um, why did we let the fans? go that far behind the curtain um you know so it's yeah it's it's kind of a really weird kind of thing to talk about but yeah we we, we don't owe you anything i'm just putting it out there that's just how it is you know, the, the best thing about social media as well is like i personally get attacked um or get like weird messages being sent and you know, sometimes I'm when I'm in a good mood, they just get like a really arsy answer back, and then yeah. they're blocked. You know, that's just how it is. But yeah, it's like the best thing for for us um, out there is this block button. There's a block button everywhere: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, everything. You know, if it was thirty years ago, you know, it, it, not just because the internet wasn't there, but it just wouldn't happen. Because they didn't see behind the curtain. They saw the character. They saw you perform at shows. That was it. You know I mean? They didn't have daily access you know, to what you were doing kind of thing. As a, as a, as a character or as a person. Um, so do you step back? Or do you just sort of, like say, just hit the block and just try and focus on the positives? Because as bad as it must be with the weirdos, it must be nice to get those nice you know mentions people just being nice to you people sort of saying oh i just watched this match you were awesome in it kind of thing or you know it's i would like to think the positives counter the the negatives to a point yeah it's um it it is really really rewarding if like um after events or whatever if you then do like a meet and greet with the fans and they actually come up to you and go like this was an absolutely like outstanding match you know the the work you put in there and like you had us into it you were you know like having us like 
on the edge of our seats and stuff. That's what we, what we would, yeah, like to hear uh, because that makes like it makes our job so much easier and, and so much better. <coughs> Sorry, um, well, it's, it's always nice to to get positive feedback, isn't it? Kind of thing. So it's just, um, how do you find working? Uh, I know you've touched on this on a couple of um, of the shows, but you said yourself you work very snug. You work very sort of um, not sniff uh, stiff, but kind of. I think you said snuff was in like it was really. Um, if you don't hit, if you don't feel a move, you're not going to sell it. I think was the best way you put it, kind of thing. So you expect people to work uh, in that way. Um, do a lot of people work that way, or do you sort of find that people are not getting softer, but getting more and more uh, the dramatic? Um, well, I I've been brought up that way. Um, yeah. Most of my time training and stuff, I always trained with the guys because there weren't like a lot of girls around, um, and from from an early early stage on it was always like don't treat me any different don't don't treat me like don't treat me like a woman <clears throat> because um it's it's like it's a full contact sport that's that's what it is yeah. you know and um it's like you say I, I i like to to work like snuck <laughs> snuck but safe <laughs> that's it that's what i was looking for yeah um, um i i I do, on a personal level, I do enjoy it more to feel uh, getting hit. Uh, because if, if you get hit and you don't feel anything, what are you supposed to sell? Yeah. You know, as long as it's like in, in like a safe way. I mean, accidents happen. Um, but you, you lost your tooth at one point and you lost two pieces of your tooth. Yeah, yeah, I slap. think, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, accident happened, and that was only a slap. So, um, but, but, yeah, it, it, it happens. Um, I, I didn't take it any bad or anything, you know, uh, even though the the opponent in question was, like, looking at me at that point and going, like, oh, my fucking God, she's going to kill me now. Um, <laughs> Probably a very valid concern. But... <laughs> Yeah, it, it was the fear in her eyes and me just looking at her. And, uh, but no, I, I I didn't take it back. Like, uh, Jesus, honestly, like, it's a full contact sport. Accident happens. Uh, it, it's just how it is. I mean, uh, like in, in like, let's say like M&A and MMA and you're doing like a sparring kind of thing. You know, accidents happen there too. You know, it's, it's just how it is. But is it a style that... Um people a lot of people still kind of work that sort of tight or as I say, are they kind of getting more into i don't want to i'm a fan of like uh, flippy shit you know i think it's got its place but it seems to be getting more and more it seems more people seem to be going towards that style uh, so i can imagine them being less concerned with working uh, snug kind of thing and just flipping all over the shop so i don't know if um you've encountered people being a bit hesitant about you know working snug um uh, well most of the times like um since i came over here to england uh and uh i started to train with the knight family like soraya rick zach roy um it's been like 
said to me, it's like, look, if you hurt someone, it, it can happen. It shouldn't happen, you know? Um, and my aggressiveness in the ring came more or less out of the, um, because I trained with them. So, um, and it was, I mean, I, I always work, um, I always work like snuck and safe and stuff. Um, but when it comes to like putting the aggression into certain things, um, I, I learned that from them and, um, everywhere I go, I, I don't change towards anyone. It's like, this is the way I work, you know, um, it's like I, most of the times I, I tell them as well. Like if I hit you hard, I like I'm sorry, but I expect it back. You know, it's like not I'm going in there and I'm just leathering the shit out of people uh, just for the fun of it. No, uh, if you watch my matches, a lot of people or a lot of fans as well um, don't expect that from a woman. You know, so if yeah. you if you go into into your match and um, all of a sudden you just start like hammering away on like the person <clears throat> you are in the ring with, uh, the people just go like, "Holy shit!" It's like I did not expect that from from a woman, but it it's safe. You know, it's like and I, I never hit anyone and like made it into this kind of like. Look, um, I'm just gonna go in there and just try to kill you now. Yeah. Um. Never, never, ever, and and I will never ever do the, do it to anyone. Um. It's it's the way I've been brought up, the way I like to work, uh, and and like I say to a, to opponents, it's like if I hit you hard, just hit me back. You know, it's like I expect it. You know, I I don't want to get treated any any different by the guys or by the girls. You know, uh, I can be intimidating in the ring. Um, yes, uh, people have told me that, um, but it's 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 just the way I am. It's it's part of the character thing. It's it's probably a really good persona to get over. You want to be intimidated in the ring. That's for the most part. Like when you're playing heel, that's or even when you when you face, you want that aura about you, that presence. So that obviously speaks volumes about what you know what you're doing. Yeah, and and I mean, like I've been like uh, because of how my style of wrestling is, I've been like complimented by like a, a lot of people. Of like, look, you just don't take any shit, you know. You make it look real, <clears throat> and that's what it's supposed to be. Like you touched on the thing of like, you're not into all this flippity flop kind of wrestling stuff, and 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 it has its place. I agree with that. I'm not into that either. Doesn't mean I can't do it. Yeah. You know? um, I like I like it, but I think it's uh, to me wrestling's a circus. No, I, I want to see. One or two matches like that, then I want, to, I want to see one or two matches old school kind of thing. It just seems to be that there's some some shows out there will have it for like, you know, seven out of eight shows will be, you know, very flippy based. Um, and I just, I just don't think it's got that hard hitting style about it. But yeah, I mean, obviously, when you came over, you mentioned uh, working with uh, Shariah. Um, it's probably 
um, one of the best known female wrestlers for working that style, you know, working snug. I would sort of say she always seems to come across as just being really fierce uh, and very scary. So I can imagine you two being very well suited together. Oh, we are, we are, we are so many matches together. It's like, be it on like, like Bellatrix event, uh, events, which she was, uh, which is her company, the Bellatrix yeah. uh, Female Warriors, uh, or be it even on like camps. <laughs> it's like, we, like on the camps, we like didn't really work any different than, than what we would do like on, on house shows. Um, so there was always, and there was always the aggression there, and, and it's what she personally liked about me because I was not like I was not too scared to be like that physical in the ring as well. Yeah. Um, you you do have like um, uh, women out there who are like can't handle that kind of style. Um, uh, which that's what I was, yeah, that's what I was trying to sort of, again, probably my, my way of getting it across, but um, that's what I was trying to sort of get out there was like, you do encounter it very often, you know, people who are not, not scared, but very hesitant about working as yourself or Sharia, you know, work. Yeah, 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 sure. I mean, you, you have it out there. That's, and I, I even see that in like um, uh, training sessions. Um, if you have females there, uh, where like when I'm in the ring with them and stuff, you know, I, I want to get that aggression out of them because it's like, how to say it? It's like if you if you're in the ring, it's like everything is like toned up way more than what it is in, in, in personal life. Yeah. Um, and and getting that aggression out, wrestling helps. <laughs> Yeah, it's it really really is, and um, it helps so much for uh, putting that character across in the ring as well. If you let your aggression go instead of holding it back, it makes it believable because they sort of say like the best characters are is it's part of your personality turned up to eleven. I would sort of say. So yeah, definitely. Oh, I'd say twenty with me, but yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I say, if you're holding back, you know, it's not going to come across uh, as as genuine kind of thing, you know, in the ring, uh, which is what any and fans will pick up on that kind of thing. Which is why I think the the successful the successful people are the ones who just let it go, kind of thing. Like I say, let go of that anger, let it be aggressive if needs be, if that's what it calls for. So. Thing is, you want to make them believe. You know, it's it's like you you're going in there and you want to uh, to make them believe your character and that you could actually, especially as a heel, that you can be in the ring and you could actually just rip them apart. You know, that's that's <laughs> part of it. that's just how it is. And I I love doing that. Um, I I love being a heel. Um, love being challenged as uh, being a babyface. Um. Because it's just something completely out of my comfort zone. Um, yeah. I'm I'm a natural heel. That's that's just easier. It comes easier to me than being a baby face. But I can be a baby face. But it doesn't mean that my my style changes. Does it? Do you? That's what I've been trust for. Because you always get sort of people talking about you know like working heel, working face. Um, do you? 
does does the move set not change then, or do you feel does it not need to change, or do you just sort of work uh, do like just tweak other aspects of the character? Uh, for me personally, my my move set doesn't change. Um, I now and then just might, as a baby face, just put something in there, which is like completely like pull out of the head and it's like to surprise like everyone going like oh shit you can actually do this stuff um most of the times i surprise myself with it um <laughs> that i can't actually do it but the adrenaline uh, takes over when uh which brings me back to like when i was training with uh with soraya knight uh and we were in the ring uh she said it herself that i'm one of the best all-round uh women's wrestlers on the on the circuit and i yeah i i can just do it i can do flippity stuff but i i don't want to because it's not yeah. me um you if you see me do a dive or whatever it has to be something really special because i don't i don't do that um, so that, that's what it means for me though if you've got that saved in your arsenal and you pull it out for like you know at a certain show the fans will are going to pop for that and it's going to mean more you know it's actually going to be done as part of the storyline i would presume kind of thing like, so say it just means something if you've got it but you very rarely use it on those occasions that you do i mean it's, it's going to pop huge i would have thought yeah i mean like if you even if you look back on like the uh the big guys back in the day like the the bam bam bigelows uh the big bossmans and all that kind of stuff like or, or even Vader, it's like when he's doing like a moon soul. I mean, he is a heavyweight. You know, yeah. it's impressive when when they were doing that kind of stuff. So, um, or when Brock gets like, a uh, shooting star press. Yeah, exactly. See, it's, <laughs> it's like they do stuff. They can do the stuff, but they don't need to do the stuff. No. And I, th I think it's just nice to have it, like say, in, in your arsenal. So you've you kind of always got that something over the other person. If you know you've got those that move set that you don't need to use, but you can, I think it just gives you that edge. It just it's a secret weapon to be used as a woman needed. It yeah, it, it is. It's like I I I do my submissions, or I I know my submissions. Uh, I know like I can do some high flying kind of things, you know. It's like I'm I'm doing a, a really really good top row uh, top row clothesline like the the Undertaker Kane kind of thing you know yeah. um, which I don't pull out in, in every match you won't see it in every match because it's like it, there's a meaning why I use that thing you know it's 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 just how it is. Um, right, I think I'm going to wrap it there because basically you kind of just finished with the perfect statement of probably being the best all-round uh, female wrestler on the on the scene. So I think that's a good uh, line to end it on. Um, do you want to plug your socials? And hopefully you don't get any weirdos. <laughs> any weirdos. There will always be any weirdos. Uh, yeah, you can uh, find me on Twitter at uh, Laurie Wrestler. Um, really easy. Uh, Instagram at underscore Laurie underscore 87. Facebook, you can either follow my fan page, which is Laurie Pro Wrestler, or you can follow me on my uh, Facebook profile, which is Laurie Born Ready. So that's that. Yes. And I did have to read that off because I can never remember it. <laughs> <laughs> but only add, if you're nice, no weirdos, no 
negativity, just positivity. Yeah, no, we know. I use the block button. <laughs> she knows where it is and she's not scared to use it. That's the thing. <laughs>